Yo mama papa so Hello and welcome to another glorious episode of Your Mama Papa So. So I've had a week off and I survived Pontins. Yes, I know what you're thinking. She does four or five episodes of a podcast and she needs a holiday. Yep, and I went to Pontins. Which, to be fair, yes, it was a bit of a disaster because, um, like, when we went in, you know when you, like, back in the day when I used to go clubbing and, like, towards the end of the night when the lights go up and everybody's like, oh my god, what did I just get off with? It was a bit like that. Plus, really, really sticky floors. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the worst, the best one, right, was the microwave. Because, you know, I always have a quick check, especially, like, in this COVID times, right? Open up the microwave and underneath the dish, you know where it spins and you've got that, like, um, spacer, I call it, where it kind of, like, goes round. Well, this thing had gone round so many times, it actually managed to, like, like a really, really bad scratched record and it was rusted as fudge. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't deal with this. So I'd write, I was like in tears at this time because, you know, premenstrual and everything. Rung up the uh, Pontins guy in tears going, and the microwave is so rusted. <laughs> in all fairness, he did change the microwave. He didn't do anything else for the holiday though, but hey ho. Well, I only paid 100 quid, what to expect? So talking of rusted microwaves, we're looking at your pet peeves today. Your pet peeves. What things or items or general objects or behaviours, mainly behaviours, annoy you? Mine is timekeeping. I cannot stand it when people are late. Granted, I'll give you 15 minutes. And then after 15 minutes, I won't be annoyed with you. I'll just do that passive aggressive thing that British people tend to do. So, oh, it's okay. We've, we've only been waiting five minutes. <laughs> You're right. You've been here an hour. Um, I absolutely hate it. I, it just, I don't know if it's like being drilled in me because I went to cadets as a kid. But like I was always told you'd be at something five minutes early. And I just can't understand it, even when people are, like, a little bit late. It just really, really irritates me. <laughs> There's a joke, isn't it, about, like, comedy clubs always starting later. That really gets on my nerves. And I've actually run a few comedy events. And, yes, I've always run it slightly later than I should, and it still gets on my nerves. <laughs> Let's have a look. Debbie Williams. People picking their feet. Yeah, okay, I can see how this can be annoying, but I actually, I love when my feet get massaged and stuff like that, so I tend to be the one who's sitting cross-legged on the sofa, and I'm just there kind of like playing with my big toe, making it crack and stuff like that, so, sorry Debbie. <laughs> Andrea Rullard, rude, condescending people, or aren't they just? And I've seen more of it now, I don't know if it's like a um, thing of COVID, but like, I'm noticing more now when people are rude, like again on holiday, um a lot of people definitely weren't social distancing and I don't know if it's because perhaps the area they sort of come from um they were kind of a bit short with you and stuff like that and just seemed a bit rude um like this kid in the playground right this is a quite a nice little feminist story from my little Shaja but um Shaja is the nickname of my daughter not the name of my fanny but Charlotte was trying to climb up the slide and this boy comes up to her and goes oh can I go first and try to get her off I was like well he is a bit older Charlotte is a bit slow maybe she should you know should give way kind of thing no she fucking didn't she pushed this boy down and went now and then started to climb up the ladder and I thought oh yeah good girl Charlotte there is a lesson for us all isn't there just until you get to that glass ceiling which nobody seems to break Ali Hancock noisy eating or any eating noises on a mic I hate it my husband is such a noisy eater in the world and it's not just the odd like it's the yay people standing too close to you in queues it's funny 
when I went to um, my coffee when my coffee shop opened in Fairwater, right? <laughs> I went in there, and the song that was playing was "The Police Don't Stand Close Don't Stand So Close to Me." <laughs> I thought they've done this on purpose, haven't they? Uh, people say mankind when they mean humankind. Yeah, I get the whole feminism thing, but yeah, I understand mankind. It's easy to say as well. Uh, comedians who address the audiences as if everyone is male. Hey gang, hey guys. Oh, do you know what? I told off my uh, tutor once for saying that because we were doing this stupid Welsh baccalaureate thing and it was basically nursery nurse students and motor vehicle students. I was a motor vehicle student at the time and I remember my tutor saying something like, um, right then, um, Andrew's girls and my boys. And I was like, no, he didn't. He said, my guys, that was it. And I was like, I'm not a guy. I am a female. I know I dress like a boy. I know I have the hair of a boy. I know I have the attitude of a boy. But I am female, Martin. You have been with me for how many years now? Um, well, it's got, Ali's got quite a few here. Fair play to me. The gatekeepers of art and what should count as art. Yes, definitely the comedy scene there. And all variations of the colour beige. Why do people like beige? It's like when I moved into the south, we had beige carpet, which is the worst carpet to have with children, trust me. And again, Ali, genocide is pretty bad too. Yeah, definitely. Genocide is one of my pet peeves as well. Amy Flanagan snoring. Um, yes, I've got a very good cure for snoring, which I'll come back to. Uh, Kieran uh, Francis, Tories. Oh, I hate a Tory. I absolutely hate Tories, especially at the minute with this like rape thing. It's um, well, you know, it is fucking disgusting the way they get away with it. And yeah, kill the Tories. That's what I say. Uh, Simon Emmanuel. Hello, people who make no effort to be quiet when other people are sleeping. Oh dear God, yes. And going back to what Amy was saying about snoring. I don't get right. Okay, so I'm quite I'm early to bed, early to rise type of person. So my husband tends to call into bed at like half past the eleven, and he wakes me up and like he makes no effort to be quiet or anything. But when I get up in the morning, he complains like oh, me 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 me. But um, the cure for everything with that, of course, is just a um, pillow over the head, isn't it? And hold it. Um, and it's sort of a firmish sort of hold, I find, as the most one. Right and uh, people who say of when they mean they should have. Oh, I should of. No, 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 you should have, yes, yeah. Um, isn't that the thing from Harry Potter when Hagrid said, shouldn't have told you that, shouldn't have. Oh, you just say have, yeah, fair play. Even the games keep at Hogwarts has got better grammar skills than I have. Shell Crips held. People driving in the middle lane, stop it. Love from lorry drivers everywhere. Yeah, I, I kind of, again, driving this long distance, I sort of thought, what does it mean to drive in the middle lane and why is that annoying? And then, yeah, and then you kind of realise you're the type of person who has been doing that, so um, sorry about that. But it's kind of like, in my defence, it's where I feel the safest because I'm not the most confident of drivers. Anybody who's not been in the car with me will know I'm like, major panic attack every five minutes, especially when you go into England because that's different, man. That's a different style of driving right there. And um, for me, if there's a three-lane motorway, and I don't do the M25 because it's got about four or five lanes and i can't be doing with that shit um so if it's got like a three lane i tend to go in the middle lane because that's where i feel the safest which is probably logically is the most unsafest place to be right but i feel if i'm in the in the left left lane there's quite a few lorry drivers and caravans which caravans scare me so i want to move away from them but then if i go into the far right lane it's like loads of cars and bikes that go quite fast so yeah kind of be in the middle lane so yeah that's my fault again i'm sorry I'm really sorry, Cheryl. Please forgive me. I'm allowed. Hello and welcome to this week's paper round, in which we hear that pubs may need to shut to allow schools to open. Why? Some of my best education I've had has been in pubs, let me tell you. For example, measurements. 
What is a pint in millilitres? I don't know, but it's a good exercise you could do. Pool with angles and velocity and force of hitting the ball, etc, etc. Loads of math stuff there. Darts is fantastic, right? When I was about to fail my maths GCSE, <laughs> not for the first time, when I was about to fail it for the first time though, um, my dad got a dartboard out because it said it helps my mental arithmetic and he was right because, you know, triple, twenty, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, there's that to it. And also the distance between yourself and the board. And you could even do things like the angles and the amount of force you have to put in and what, uh, say, what direction to aim at. But you know what I mean? So, yeah, lots of stuff with that. Uh, Social skills as well. Who to avoid? Who is going to be a massive prick at the bar? We all got one. Let's find out how to avoid them. And so that they will never speak to us ever again. And also, if they are allowed, you could do a comedy night as well because that would really help with performing arts, etc., etc. Also... TikTok fads, which in which involves teenagers getting stuck in toddler swings. I mean, that's not a new thing, right? That's been doing since the day dot. I mean, I remember getting some, like, white lightning and go down the local park and swing in those bloody things. How I managed to get in and not get stuck, because I was a fat kid at the time and still am, is beyond me. But this, surely this is nothing new and people are perhaps overreacting a bit, maybe because it's on the next subject, which is TikTok. So, Trump, the toddler that is, is banning tiktok in america or wants to ban it in america which if if anything if anybody's ever read george orwell or stuff like that yes screens blah 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 but at the same time if anybody tries to ban a way of communication it starts to send alarm bells in my head not because i'm a massive conspiracy theorist but mainly because of um i like to have freedom of expressing myself through the medium of crap dancing but there's the thing, right? He claims that the Chinese are using TikTok as a spy tool, which let's just suppose they are. What valuable information are they possibly going to get from TikTok? Because I joined TikTok like literally a day ago, mainly because I heard that Trump was planning to ban this and I wanted to be all like rebellious and so forth, right? So what information is he possibly getting from people's TikToks? Like a family of like their mothers and fathers doing crap dancing. I've seen um, people doing that stupid "Mommy, me doing it, never have to be alone" thing because like that's totally you know super security thing that the Chinese could use in our advantage, right? To their disadvantage. But the, here's the thing, right? China produces a vast amount of our electronics which we buy, like things like laptops, computers, the phone that I'm recording this on right now. So for all those who are listening in China, ni hao, and I really hope I've said that right. And to finish off with our celebrity, it's not really news, but we're going to say it anyway. According to Closer magazine, because that seems to be the only magazine I have at the minute, Katie Price won't walk for six months after holiday horror accident now when you hear that you're probably thinking she had her legs bitten off by sharks she somehow got them mauled up in some sort of weird roller coaster thingy but no not our katie holidaying with her new boyfriend carl woods had looked that one up and her kids um she managed to break her ankle and her legs by jumping off a wall at a theme park See, that's the thing. When you get older, you kind of, like, I'm not saying this, like, sounds like really bitch then, but here's the thing, right? When you get older, you're so much more sustainable to injuries, isn't it? Like, I remember, like, being a teenager and just, like, running around stupid, um, like, running with cadets, running with, like, sports teams I was involved with and just generally doing stupid, crazy crap stuff. And then all of a sudden you hit 30 and it just, everything goes downhill, quite literally in my case. 
Okay, yeah, so she, she's gone to Turkey, and that's all fair enough. I mean, I went to Prestatin, but, you know, totally not jealous and everything. But, <laughs> one, how did this make it into news? Even by closer standards, well, I guess it is. It's their, KG Prize is their version of Princess Diana after all. But, just, <laughs> the headline got me. Won't walk for six months after holiday horror accident. And it wasn't, yes, okay, it was pretty bad. She's had to have pins in her band, just looked quite thingy, but... It's not the most horrific way to do stuff, is it? You know, it wasn't like she, I don't know, stepped on a minefield or something like that, is it? And just to show that I do read other magazines, in Heat this week, Rebecca Vardy, Colleen Made Me a Scapegoat. So it's been over nine months, according to this article, since Colleen Rooney accused Rebecca Vardy's account of leaking stories about her. Okay, so I didn't realise that accounts had their own kind of personality and their own kind of will to do stuff, you know. I'm quite worried about what my Instagram is going to leak out to various press agencies, you know. Uh, but yeah, so Becky made a shock claim to a fellow wagon New Court Papers. Mama Five is married to Leicester player Jeremy Vardy and is suing Colleen for libel. And allegedly she's been made a scapegoat by Colleen, claiming that she had leaked her own stories. I can kind of believe someone would, like, leak their own stories to get attention from the press and stuff like that, you know. It's um kind of thing, you let slip something, like, oh, I kind of fancy that guy over there, and you know for a while that that person's going to go over and say it, and it kind of just break the ice a bit, blah, blah, blah. But this is such a, oh, he said, she said kind of thing. I feel like this is what headmistresses and headmasters have to go through with teenage girls all the bloody time. And the thing is, according to a lot of articles I've read about this, because I've done extensive research into this, it's not going to go well for either of them, is it? You know, both are going to look like, well, teenage girls, basically. And I'm not quite sure what stories were leaked, but I don't think they were in the realms of, I don't know, Wayne Rooney likes to wear my knickers in bed type thing, which could be embarrassing. But even if he does, it's 2020, and we should all be accepting of each other right now, right? Seriously, girls, come on, get a grip, like... I can't believe I'm actually talking about this because there's so much other things going on in the world. But you have provided a little bit of light humour during the coronavirus. Let's just put it to bed now and kiss and make up, yeah? And just scrolling through heatworld.com because, again, I like to look at all the best news outlets for um, paper round. Celebrities who can't get enough of leopard print swimsuits, so here are the best ones to buy. Now, I hate swimsuits, right? My swimsuits are usually a tankini, a onesie, lots of spanks and gaffer tape, okay? I have this thing about wetsuits and swimsuits and all that kind of stuff, okay? Mainly because I'm fat and I hate, I just, the whole process of buying stuff, I just literally go on fattywebsite.com and buy one which I think will fit, then add a couple of sizes just in case I do put on some holiday weight, which we all know I'm going to do. So, apparently, dressing up like that um, kid from Flintstones is a new trend. And quite literally, yep, here we go, Gemma Collins is spouting one. That's great because I know I can get stuff that fits over my nipples. Fantastic. Let's have a look at one. Right, first one that comes up is from Misguided, which is a brown leopard print mix and match triangle bikini top. First things first, right, okay, one, where am I going to put my nips? Second of all, she has got some waxist going on there. Waxist? Waxist. She's got a very good waxer going on there, all right? Seriously, where she put... Not not so much where she's putting her nips. Where's she putting her flaps in that thing? Do you know what I mean? If I wore that, my left and my right flap would be, like, hanging out. Pubes everywhere. My God, I could not keep up with that. But it's only £10 from Misguided, so I'm sure I could have a shave for it. Next one, not too bad. Um, Again, couldn't fit my nips in. Could definitely fit my arse in that, though. I think if it came in my size... um, What is it? Not to lie... 
let's not lie we love a little bit of padding every now and then i've got enough padding to fill the bloody mattress world love so don't know about you this is why this bandu bikini top is already in our basket well it's not in mine love but 14.99 i can see where you're coming from yeah and here's this one so we've got a plus model who's wearing a over the one shouldered leopard print thingy looks very very glamorous cavewoman type thingy imagine you're at the beach bar and wearing this swimsuit with sunglasses and sandals yeah okay on holiday i do tend to wear sunglasses and sandals as many other people do it's a vibe i wouldn't call it a vibe but it's a vibe we're loving the one shoulder and the belt access always got a belt See, that's dangerous because, like, suppose the belt comes loose and, like, I don't know, gets sucked into the vent of the swimming pool and then drags you into the vent and then, like, mushes you up and then all of a sudden the swimming pool is, like, a looks out like the scene from Carrie or something like that. And what about sharks as well? Sharks could easily use that to, like, drag you away into their little sharky caves. It's also available plus sizes here. Wow. So one retailer is actually thinking of us fatty women. 38 quid. Right, I am not spending 30, 40 quid on a swimsuit, which I'll probably wear for one holiday, forget about, and either drastically gain weight or hopefully lose a bit of weight and will never, ever, ever do again. Have I said this one before? Okay, this looks very, very similar to the first one. I think it is actually the first one, but at a totally different angle. More closer to her vag this time. Brown leopard print, mix and match high bottoms from Misguided, yes. And I've got a nice view of a model's vag right in front of me. Again, no pubes, and I don't know where she's putting her flaps in that one. Dear God, what is this one? Okay, had to pause a minute, but leopard contrast binding underwide bikini top. When it says underwide, I feel safe. So, another one then. Leopard contrast binding underwide bikini top and bottom. I'm going to say that because they're repeating a lot of these. It says like 16 leopard print bikinis and swimsuits. And then you find half of them actually the bottoms of the top bikini. Now this one is interesting though. It's underwired. Yes, we like that. But it's kind of like the seam of like where the, stent where the stitches would be and stuff. And like where the waistband and that and elastic is, is green. Which totally doesn't go against my uh, my complexion at all. But it's almost as if like um, a teenager who's who's quite like highlighters because we all like highlighters, right? It's got highlighter and just like kind of highlighted certain areas as if it's like going for an exam in bikinis or something like that. Let's see if any others kind of stand out. Um, what's quite interesting, right? Is this scroll through this thing from Heat World? Is the advert so you've got like bikini, bikini, bikini? Join the police, make a difference in your bikini or onesies. See, a lot of these prices, I'm thinking, yeah, okay, but, like, some of them, I think there's one back here for, like, 50 quid. Would you really spend 50 quid on a bikini? You know, some of them, it's, like, £12 for the bottoms and then £12 for the tops, which would make a good grand total of, what's that, 24 quid or whatever. Oh, dear God, it makes me feel more depressed. One, I haven't got anywhere to wear a bikini, too, and even if I did... You know, I think people may call the RSPCA and say, Hi, yeah, there's like a whale that's been washed up on fair water. You might want to come and get it. Bloody hell. <laughs> Again, adverts, right? Bikini, 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 blah, 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 blah. And then retirement. If you had an ISO Halifax, you could be owed thousands. Pontypridd's incredible new funeral program sweeping the UK. You see, I thought about having like a funeral director type thing because I am quite interested in death, as we all kind of know. It's kind of my weirdy sort of things. Like, but my slogan would have to be corny funerals. We put the fun back into funeral. Yeah, and I won't get anywhere. This is why I don't have my own business. Uh, I guess nothing else. That. No! No! 
So today on Your Mama So Papa, we've got the marvellous Jen Smith from Cardiff. Hello, Jen. Hello, Hales. Uh, How are you doing? Not too bad. So tell me a bit about yourself. Um, oh, gosh. What is there to say? <laughs> um, before all of this happened... Um, I used to do quite a bit of stand-up around the Cardiff scene, which is how we met. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I mean, I'd done it for about probably 18 months before COVID all hit and just, just shut everything down. So I was really starting to like love it and really starting to like find my voice and what have you. And just it kind of stopped everything. So um, like since then, I've kind of been dipping my toe more into the sort of online stuff instead. Yeah. So, like, I'm on Twitch quite a lot, and I love doing Twitch because it's just, it feels like the old days where it's just, it was all interactive, and you can talk to everybody while you're streaming and all that kind of stuff, and yeah. so I, I think that's probably going to be where I sit for a while until we're, you know, allowed back onto stages, because we don't know how long that's going to be, you know, or no. who, who's going to survive after the end of it. I know. I did say on a forum that perhaps this would be a good idea to kill out all the dinosaurs with people like Jim Davidson and so forth <laughs> and die. And then they'd be like, all oh, this like new fresh talent going, hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. I just love everybody. Let's yeah. all be nice to each other. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. So um, your, uh, your choice of cartoon was, sorry, Animaniacs. And it was, um, yes. how was it again? sorry, Up and Down, wasn't it? Specifically the episode Ups and Downs. Because up, like, I love Animaniacs. I'm just absolutely, like even now, I just think it's such a great piece of writing. Um, but I literally chose that episode because you know how they always say in Friends that the, the intro episode is like the most concise piece of comedy writing where everybody has one line and you immediately know who they are. That's it, yeah. Ups yeah. and Downs literally does the same thing. So okay. you've got Wacko Warner sort of bouncing in, singing Candy, 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 immediately go, oh, look, it's just a sweet little innocent kid, doesn't know what he's <laughs> doing. And then you've got how come Mr. Plots wants to see me? Established scenario. They know they're going to see someone probably in authority. And then <laughs> Dr. Scratch and Sniff says, because you ate his coffee table, wacko. So it's like, it's, again, it's reinforcing Wacko's character, reinforcing the fact that Dr. Scratch and Sniff is clearly his guardian in some description. <laughs> and he's clearly in trouble for doing something ludicrous like eating a man's coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> did you realize that uh, wacko's got like an englishy accent because i yeah i didn't realize that before i mean obviously watched this when i was like gosh how old was i well apparently it came out it lasted for five years and it started in 1993 and it ended in 1998 although I'm sure, I'm sure maybe it was just repeats or whatever because america we're behind but um i can never remember him having an english accent and it's like this liverpudlian sort of twang in it well it's the voice actor's called jess harnell and he literally based him off ringo did he <laughs> yeah <Okay. laughs> he's meant to sound like that because well the weird thing with hannah maniacs is like honestly i've got like an obsessive thing about it if anything my comedy has taught me it's that i'm a bit of a low-level stalker okay. so things that i love i throw myself into them a hundred percent but i am definitely of no threat to you <laughs> So with Animaniacs, obviously I watched it all the time when I was a kid. We used to come home from school and watch it. But then I kind of rediscovered it again when I was in my 20s. And because I, like I'd had, you know, I'd had bereavement and all this kind of stuff. And a lot of things were coming up. And I rediscovered this cartoon and mm. just thought, oh, my God, this thing really speaks to me. And it gives me so much joy. So do you remember the days when people didn't have scanners and they had to go to libraries and pay 5p a, a page to print something out of a book? Yeah. 
That's it, yeah. So I did that. There was this beautiful hardcover book in Cardiff Library, which was all about, like, the art of animation. And they had about five pages of Animaniacs, five pages of Pinky and the Brain. And it was like almost like a Bible type thing. Printed the whole thing off and took it home. (laughs) (laughs) The book was like £150 and I thought, I'm just going to print out the bits I want. I was going to say, would it be cheaper to buy the book? But then it's... Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) I remember, yeah, those days when, um, oh gosh, when I was printed off my dissertation for uni. Oh God. The the day, um, because some people sent it away, which I thought, oh, that's too expensive. Nope, I'm going to do it on the cheap. And I think it died. (laughs) Oh no! Years, like, oh, I can't take this anymore. So um, I had to go to the library and print stuff off. But then I had to go through each page. Everything that was coloured, sent to one print, and everything was black white. Oh it was- god! And See, thought- kids don't know they're born these days. <laughs> they don't, do they? No, god no. Did you have to get it spiral bound as well? That was the usual thing. That was it. Yeah, can I have a spiral bound, please? And yeah, <laughs> little cover on it, and yeah, I was meant to pick it up, and I forgot it. So that'll be really nice to have like a thing with my name on it. But I forgot yeah. To- so it's probably burnt in hell by now. <laughs> Never mind. Sad times, uh, mate. Sad times. It was, yeah, definitely. Yeah, gosh. I remember the first thing I sort of bought off uh, Amazon when, like, 98 was like a Catatonia poster, and I felt so <sighs> grown up. Ooh, you know. <laughs> Do you know what my poster was for that? It was, I had literally a poster that had the parental advisory logo. Wicked. I put that in my room and I went, yeah, that's pretty badass. <laughs> <laughs> Because I remember that coming out, and I think it was like Eminem and stuff, wasn't it? I think it was one, was it, was it Eminem that had like the parent advisory thing, obviously, because of his lyrics and stuff. But I think he was one of the first ones I remember seeing. So I don't know if he was the first one or one of the first artists to have that on, because I can't hmm. remember before that year of them having them on. But... God, I can't even remember. I do, yeah. do remember my sister, mine, because I had a real thing for the Out Here Brothers. This is going back. And yeah. I really loved their songs. My sister bought me Boom, 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 and it had a parental advisory sticker on it. Oh, I couldn't right. understand why, because at the time it just com- went completely over my head. But yeah, it's yeah. got the absolute filth version on it, as well as the like radio edit. Uh-huh. And I listen to it now and go, yeah, I'm amazed my parents let me get away with that. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I've got to be careful what I listen to the car of the kids now, because um, Roddy started singing I See You Baby. But luckily oh, he's taking that ass. Then you going into crash going, I see you, baby. I mean, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen, Hales. <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Gotta watch that. At least it wasn't Eminem and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My ex-wife is such a bitch. Ex-wife is such a bitch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because they're happening now. Mm. Oh, the cartoon anyway, sorry, was uh, ups and downs. So, oh, it's such, such a nice little thing, because it is like the typical, like, father taking his son, mm. as you do. And it gets stuck. Um, have you ever been stuck in a lift? I haven't, no. I feel like I have, but in that way that I'm pretty sure I dreamt it. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, I, I can't think of anything worse, to be honest. I think it's worse if, it's, if you're on your own, it's bad. If you're mm. with someone who you kind of know, it's not as bad. But if you're, like, jammed in, like, you know, like, get pre-mark on a sale day kind of thing. Oh well, there's, there's an incredible YouTube video that you should look up. I think it's one of the Fact Fiend ones. Yeah. Um, it talks about how safe lifts are because yeah. I didn't realize how safe they are. It's basically that they could they could handle the cabling that's in them. They only yeah. need like one of those things because if it snaps, it literally stops the lift from going anywhere. It just like locks it in place. Oh. But obviously, to keep like human beings to stop them from freaking out, they've got like seven of them. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
so it would last on one but they'd like more than triple it just to make sure people are like comfortable and this is i don't know if this is a room or not and i hope i never have to find out but the lift shaft is like one of the strongest places in the building apparently oh really okay yeah, i think that's what they tell like um in building and something awful happens mm. like an earthquake or whatever to get to the elevator shaft but i'm gonna look that, before i tell you that and say yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where you should go <laughs> this is a setup this case, God forbid, anything happens to either of us and we're texting each other going, um, it's not true. <laughs> well, I said to I weirdly, I've had a conversation about elevators in the last like week. I don't know why. That's Twitch for you. Um, but yeah, the thing that they said about those is like, you know, when there's a fire and they tell you not to use the elevator, yeah. literally that's because it won't work because the safety stuff will kick in and obviously the whole cable stuff or whatever will stop the lift from working. Right. And I said, it's weird how movies mess with your head. Because I just assume that I can't go in a lift in case it all breaks and we all fall horribly to our deaths. And it's not that at all. <laughs> no. I thought it'd be almost like going into the fly play, play the felt kind of thing. So yeah. you don't <laughs> by this thing of fire and gotten off. But it didn't happen to poor Wacker, thank goodness. But mm -mm. I like the timings on this. Um, 9.28, this is me taking notes here now. 9.28, they got into the lift. Yeah. And that's breaking down. Um, but by about eleven fifty-seven, I think it is. I love the way it wasn't just like twelve-ish. Yeah, on it. <laughs> they, start, they start doing this um, like little TikTok dance, don't they? He's sort of, like dancing and singing and stuff like that, which is quite cute. Yeah, when he when he sort of he goes, no, I, I'm not not singing any songs, and then it's like tick over however long, and then it's like okay. <laughs> Fine, sing chopsticks. Yes. Yeah, that's a 234, isn't it? Still singing and dancing. Back <laughs> to using the world to live. <laughs> and the maintenance guys I love in this as well because it's uh, so like typical, isn't it? The body just forgot about Paul, Dr. Scratch and Sniff in the lift. And... Yeah. I, well, I'm going to admit something fairly horrendous here. The, the reason I know this episode so well, like I literally know, I, I honestly haven't seen it for about 15 years possibly. And I watched it for the sake of this conversation and remembered every word wow cool. and the main reason is back in the day when geocities websites were a thing mm -hmm. i ran a website called paulson obsequiousness in text because it was the acronym point which is a pinky in the brain thing <laughs> so rob paulson is the voice of yakko warner and also pinky yeah, so the whole thing was i'm i'm obsessed again Low, low, low level stalker, right? I'm obsessed <laughs> with Rob Paulson. Here is a website about Rob Paulson where I have literally transcribed a bunch of Animaniacs episodes and put them on the internet for people. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. I just uh, looked, we looked at my notes. Apparently, he was in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He was. He still is. He's he's a different turtle these days. No way. So he used to be Raphael, and I think he's Donatello now in the sort of newer ones. Oh, okay, cool. And then uh, Dot isn't in this. Well, Yako isn't in this either, but mm. Dot is one. Um, Tress McNeil, I hope I said her name's right. Yeah. She was in, do you remember, um, oh, Tiny, 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 uh, Tiny Tune Adventures. Yeah. She was uh, Babs in that one. Yes. She's Daisy Duck and Lady Lunch Doris. I can't remember what oh, she's in. Oh, God. Yeah. I hadn't thought about Lunch Lady Doris for a <laughs> quite some time, mate. Yeah. And uh, Je uh, Jess, who does uh, Wacko, is that? Yeah. yeah. Ice Age 2. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I didn't write down what he was in, which is really useful, but apparently he's in Because <laughs> they're all still going strong. And I, I think oh, this yeah. is what really triggered for me, this kind of obsession with the voice acting stuff, was I re it all started with Rob Paulson in that I saw his credits in Animaniacs. 
Then oh. realised, obviously, he was in Pinky in the Brain. Then if so, he was in Tiny Toon Adventures. And it was like, the more you went back, the more I thought, oh, my God, every TV show I watched as a kid, this guy contributed something to. So I think he was in, like, Samurai Pizza Cats or something ridiculous. He was, you know, he's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. And, and yeah. I just, I couldn't, it blew my mind that this guy was doing so many different voices. And that until now, my little child brain had never pieced them together <laughs> it's like when you look at the simpsons and like quite a lot of the actors kind of cross over to different oh, characters God, yeah. and sometimes in the same scene and i don't know how they change their voice so quickly and how they put on that character because you know like actors always talk about, oh i gotta get into character dark yeah have be... you ever seen a voice actor switch characters yeah um, i think i've seen a couple yeah but i can't think because like you, I... if you watch it on video, it's the most incredible thing. Where yeah. there's like just you, you see it like their entire mannerisms change. So yeah. switch from one person to another. It's a remarkable skill. It is, yeah, and it's, it feels quite underrated, really, because um, like obviously when you see like a real life action type thing, you see the actors and the actors get all credit for. It. But when you see a cartoon, you don't really see mm. the person behind the the mask, so to speak. So yeah. I think I think that's the way to be because I think that way, one, you get to star in like Hollywood blockbuster films and cartoons and stuff, but then you've got this uh, sort of like anonymity, so yeah, nobody would recognize you. It's, it's something that Rob Paulson has literally said before now, where he's just like, you know, I can do all this stuff and they pay me to mess around, and you know, I'm yeah. in all these shows, and yet I can go to a supermarket and hardly anybody recognizes me. So. I would recognize him, <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's get the hardcore thing, yeah. <laughs> The low-key stalkers would recognise him. Yeah. Oh, bless. That's it, because probably people, I don't know, they probably did merchandise. People would be, walk, kids would be walking around like Animaniacs t-shirts on or whatever. Mm. Walk right past and not realise. And well, Apparently that was something he used to do as well in, in the sort of height of Animaniacs fandom. If he was in Disneyland or whatever and there was a kid with an Animaniac shirt on, Rob Paulson would go up to them and talk to them in Yakko's voice. Oh, wow. Oh, what a legend. I know. He's such a nice man. <laughs> I might try doing that with, like, I don't know, uh, Chris, what's his name, T-shirt. Honestly, if it happens to me, probably not. <laughs> I forget his name now. Is it Chris Tan? Oh, I forgot his name. He was in, like, Magic Mike and stuff like that and 21 Jump Street. Oh, God. You're talking about, like, adult movies. <laughs> I can't recognise those. I know. I can't. I, Chris enjoy. Hemsworth? Something like that, yeah. Ever since I've left work, my brain has gone to mush because I left work about <laughs> five years ago and just said, ta-da, having a baby, not going back. And <laughs> my brain starts just to because I can't remember, like, uh, like that half the time. On <laughs> like, notebooks. Uh, and names I'm really, really bad at, which is, um, yeah. What's my it? excuse? I'm exactly the same. <laughs> oh, bless you. <laughs> it's just like, I've got to write stuff down. I've, yeah. I've, I've said even like when I'm on Twitch now, if I'm midstream and someone says something to me and I go, oh, that's funny, I'll, I'll write that down. <laughs> it's like, I have, if I don't jot that down, I've immediately forgotten it. The second that stream's over, then it's, it's in a, like in a different compartment by that point. That's it. But do you ever look back on your notes and you just like write random words down? Like I was in a Slimming World meeting and you just write down yogurt. <laughs> yogurt. What was I meant to do with the yogurt? Oh, all the time. Like I also have like the most insane dreams. And I wow. like I wake up in the middle of the night going, oh my God, this will be amazing for stand up. Let me just, I'll put it in my phone. And it was like, I woke up the following morning and no word of a lie. It was like, I'm walking down the street with samurai swords and Richard Herring is there. And I, I looked at it and went, what are you going to turn that into then? <laughs> yeah. oh. The answer is nothing. Nothing. 
So poor, poor Dr. Scratcher Sniff. He's been in like 7.43. So he's been in for a good, what does he say, 10, 12 hours? He's like screaming at the maid <laughs> to come in. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been to Disney World or Disneyland? Yeah. Uh, I- is there like a ride um where they basically you go on the lift and it kind of oh god yeah tower of terror i've refused to go on it it looks horrifying because that's basically what's happening to dr scratch and sniff yeah (laughs) (laughs) they do they like they do literally lift you up to like the top and then drop you i'm sure it's terribly safe because as we've established elevators are the safest thing in the world but my god i'm not even going to risk it (laughs) no because there's some um, like thing you can do where uh, you probably cost loads and loads of mega bucks, but you go on an airplane and the airplane kind of like nose dives, so you've got that zero gravity thing going on, and you just um, yeah. the zero g planes. That's it. Yeah, no, I. No, they I put Stephen Hawking on one. Yeah, that was it. That's, yeah, I remember now. So you could feel like what space flight was like. Oh, bless they also they also call it the vomit comet. Vomit comet for <laughs> obvious reasons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, i'd love to try it though i I think experiencing zero gravity must be something else yeah just a plane going downwards and those guys kind of yeah i think that would scare me too you'd feel like you're about to crash yeah i used to do engineering so like uh, i overthink things a lot like uh, the ferris wheels you see like on um, winter wonderlands and stuff like that Mm. i remember because I don't like heights anyway I remember sitting on one and there was like a bolt obviously holding the thing in place and I talked to my kids about talking like uh, making sure things were basically tight yeah. and my little engineer brain said I wonder if they topped that up properly and I, just, <laughs> I had to get off the ride <laughs> oh no lost my £2.50 but anyway. you've seen the man behind the curtain <laughs> yeah that's a problem with me I do yeah <laughs> it everything like um do you ever have that thing if you stand next to if, if you stand if you sit next to a, like a car door does something in your head say open the door Mm. oh i don't want to open the door because we're on a motorway i wonder what will happen if i open the door oh god yeah yeah i'm like that with planes i luckily haven't had that chance to sit next to the door yet but oh my god i I sometimes used to get like in my old place we used to have to travel down the a470 in the morning to get to work yeah and there's that there's a couple of like massive um bridges that go over the a470 and so many times i'd be passing underneath it see a massive like truck going across a bridge thinking what would happen if that just like fell through the bridge? <laughs> yeah, we'd all die horribly, wouldn't we? We would all die. Horribly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's weird. Human brains go to a really strange place. Oh, I know they do. Like um, every, walking on piers, and you know when you got like the um, like bits of uh, wood, isn't there? And then there's yeah. a little gap. I'm thinking like, what would happen if I fall through the gap? Because clearly, I'm the type of person who could fall through. A gap. <laughs> <laughs> Or they coming away from you, like kind of thing, like you're running that way and all the bits are falling off as you run and oh God. Have you seen the video of, I can't remember what country it's in. It's like, I, I'm going to say Machu Picchu. I don't think it's Machu Picchu, but it's that kind of um, environment mm. where they've literally got, I mean, everyone's attached to harnesses, so it's not like death defying, but they literally have a spaced out bridge where there's like a board and then a massive jump to the next set of boards. Oh and yeah. You can just see all these people terrifyingly wondering whether or not they can make the jump. Yeah. Like her high ropes courses. Uh, my stepdaughter does stuff like that with her dad, with um, with, my, with Will, with her mm. dad. So no, I've never been into, no. <laughs> used to the heights. Um, I used to do cadets and we went on this, um, fun filled thing where we went on this what's it called a um fox um what were they calling now uh, brain 
you basically sit on them and they push you off like and it's on like a rope kind of thing okay like, like a fly, flying fox that was it yeah ah, like right. flying fox. and I couldn't do it and I was uh, going I, don't, I really don't want to do this uh, I really don't want to do this and he just pushed me off did that have a harness oh yeah it was harnessed up thank god yeah he made sure that was because <laughs> that's right. the mad thing about this this bridge with all the gaps in it literally there's if you watch the recording there's one girl who's absolutely terrified she's like on the corner of it just going oh my god i don't know if i can take this jump because it's scary the guy is clearly fed up behind her because he's <laughs> running it he literally pushes her off the board <laughs> it's like come on lev i've got all day off you go <laughs> yeah that would be me <laughs> i would want to drag it behind nice it's just so harsh i was thinking my god she's terrified yeah i sort of sometimes you know when you watch like things like i'm a celebrity and stuff they know mm. what they're in for they know they probably have to jump out of an airplane but i still feel quite sorry for them because they're like they're going eh, and they haven't really got a chance to think about it maybe that's the key don't think about yeah, it. yeah don't think just do just do yeah. it's like it's like life comedy <laughs> it is yeah definitely yeah there's a, there's a bit of me that's always wanted to jump out of, out of plane ever since i saw point break but okay. i also know i would be far too scared to even get near the door no, I I wouldn't do flying lessons. Funny enough, that's on my bucket list. Okay, but not jumping out the plane thing. <laughs> so so just up. drive the plane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe I'll fly you up and then you jump down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to do a tandem though. I don't think I can do it on my own. Oh God, no! I wouldn't know when to pull the cord or anything. I'd be no. like, oh, yeah. Me neither. It would be like the old Looney Tunes. <laughs> 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 Be a bloody wily coyote cartoon. Yeah. Oh gosh. Do you, so, um, do you remember what sort of time this was on in the UK? Because I, th- I can kind of remember it being on after school. But I think it was on Saturday mornings and stuff. Um, do you remember? I think it was on. Was it, it as well as been like because I, I lit the way that I remember it originally is that we would come home from school. So that must have been what half three something like that. Yeah. And then I went to my friend's house every day after school because my mum and dad were still working I think mm. so and we used to literally go and sit and watch Animaniacs while her my friend's mum used to make tea oh. so that must have been around it must I reckon it must have been sort of about 4 p.m ish time yeah but I mean that's got 25 years of useless information crammed on top of that so I'm pretty much putting that out of my rear <laughs> I think it was on CITV because I always remember CITV was always that bit better than BBC. I loved CITV. Yeah. For, like... for a while, I, d- I was one of those latchkey kids where we all went to some like church hall to watch TV. And it was the one thing that all the kids could agree on. We all just sat there and watched CITV for like <laughs> until our parents came. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember when. There was something they used to have on in the mornings. Um, they had live and kicking and there was SMTV. Yes. But- for SMTV, and I can't even remember what it was called now. But the, I think yeah, Animaniacs was on that as well because I can sort of vaguely remember like eating cereal in front of the telly, watching that kind of thing. You know, I think it, I'm not sure if it was, but I have a feeling it might have also been on a show that I've only recently rediscovered the name of. Right, so yeah. tell me if you remember this. It was called What's Up, Doc, and yeah. it had Yvette Fielding and yeah. like a little puppet, which I always called Widget, but it's not Widget; it's something else. I'm going to Google this now, yeah. A little, like, furry brown... <laughs> I don't know where this is going. Furry brown puppet. Yeah. Now, I am relatively sure Animaniacs might have been on that because it was all about, obviously, Looney Tunes type stuff. Uh, yeah. Um, 
I once wrote a letter to Yvette Fielding, and I've never admitted this publicly because I'm still deeply ashamed of it, right? But I hated the fact that she bullied the puppet because I knew the puppet wasn't real, but I didn't like that she was bullying the puppet. So I sent her a letter (laughs) anonymously (laughs) with um, a nursery rhyme in it that was like, um, you... You look like you know what's the you look like one two blah 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 like the happy birthday insults oh, yeah. and it was something like you look you live in a zoo you look like this that and the other and it wasn't particularly offensive it was clearly written by a child <laughs> but I think back now and think you wrote that down you put that in an envelope you put a stamp on that envelope and walked to a post box was it worth it to have a go at ghost hunter Yvette Fielding probably not. <laughs> I did look at the Wikipedia page of it as well. Apparently, Pat Sharp was in it. But <gasps> oh, who didn't love Pat really? Sharp, man? I love Pat Sharp. He's brilliant. Especially Funhouse. Now you're talking CITV. Oh, legendary. Yes. They never seemed to come to us because I lived in like North Wales, so they never really came to like schools in our area, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> they came to school, they probably went to one in Cardiff or something like that. But so I was like, oh, one day, Funhouse will come to us. One day. <laughs> one day. I, I applied once to, you know, when Noel's house party was on, oh, I applied yeah. to be on Wait Till I Get You Home <laughs> with my parents' blessing. But they they sent me a really lovely letter back that basically just said, oh, we, we scout our own locations. We don't come by, um, <laughs> like, request. And oh, I remember reading oh. it going, this is really nice of you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, bless. <laughs> I can't think of anything about something. I remember I was just talking to um someone, Stephen Allen, actually, about um mm. oh, do you remember um oh Saturday night like TV, so things like blind date and do you remember surprise, surprise? Yeah, yeah. Stuff. I remember I didn't think I ever sent it off, I just wrote it on a blackboard I had and sort of looked at it, but I asked Silla Black for a take that tape. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously I didn't get the, the meaning of the cell like surprise, surprise. And quite low expectations there, really. You know, not like, oh, well, you want to meet Gary Barlow, or whatever. No, I just can't just have the cassette tape. <laughs> Can please. I have the tape, please? I could get in any store. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You think they would have picked you up on that? That's low effort. That is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah low yeah. effort, high rewards. You would have been thrilled with a take that tape. I would have been, yeah. <laughs> and good to meet Silla Black. She loves Silla Black, bless her, my mum does. Oh. Yeah. Who doesn't love Silla Black? Yeah. It just, oh, just going back to this, it just, yeah. I just remember stuff like that, and it just seems so much better. And I think it's because um I haven't shown this to the kids yet. Normally, I show the cartoon I'm doing to the kids, but I haven't done that yet. But uh, I was, uh, it just seems so. I think it's because it was um I'm saying it was controlled, but like it was limited kind of thing. So you only had between the hours, sort of like half past three and say five. That was like your cartoons of the day. Mm, kind of. mm. I guess if you're in high school, you got back there a bit later, and so on and so forth. But um and Saturday mornings, it was just something to look forward to in a way, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I guess nowadays it's just like, oh, I can get it any time I want kind of thing. Um, <laughs> cartoons now. <laughs> yeah, and the cartoons. And the cartoons, yeah. Um, like I remember once one of the kids wouldn't sleep and I was up at 3am watching Peppa Pig on Sky and it was literally just <clears throat> a big 24 hours kind of thing. You've just gone mad with power, Hales. It's just like, I can have Peppa Pig any time I want. Any time I want, bitch, yeah. <laughs> Shove Peppa Pig in my face. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, but but see, for where I was a kid as well, it wasn't just that the cartoons were this special magical time after school. It was like, it was the special magical time after school. 
And then when your parents were home, it was just pure news, which I found the most boring thing in the world when I was a kid. I just I used to sit there with a blank face going, why are we watching this? It's just nothing's happening. Where's the colour? <laughs> yeah. My kids are like that now with me because um, we sort of try and break it up, especially because like, we've been home for like three years now with all the COVID stuff going on. Mm. So we used to say to them, um, right, we can watch the end of this episode of Paw Patrol and then Mummy and Nanny, because my mum lives with us, we're going to watch the Brexit cartoon for a bit. Are you going to see the, the new? Brexit cartoon? That's amazing. Yeah. Um, but now it's turned to the COVID cartoon or <laughs> On this week, you know? <laughs> that's such a great way of phrasing it for kids i love that it's great because i think roddy now thinks that boris johnson is basically like this cartoon well yeah. <laughs> it's a cartoon character you know? <laughs> oh, but yeah so anyway me and my mum ever get to watch news like oh okay we're gonna watch then we're gonna watch the brexit cartoon and then we'll watch paw patrol because we'll probably need it after watching the news to be honest yeah for sure oh definitely but I, I don't know do you think that cartoon makers nowadays because they got so much platforms like things like youtube and um uh, even twitch i don't know twitch do probably do have somebody doing cartoons on there but there's so it's available like almost all the time do you think they put less effort into what they make nowadays or do you think it's just us being old and i, don't, I think it depends I'm, sh- I'm sure i mean to a degree technology has moved on so it must be easier yeah. to do stuff than it was mm. but so like I'm not against the way that because I'm sure there's plenty of cartoons there now that are you know well written and they're well animated and all this kind of stuff but then you do compare it to something like a Warner Brothers cartoon that was fully orchestrated which oh, yeah. blows my mind you know it's all hand drawn mm-hmm. it had it's all hand coloured all this kind of stuff plus it had an orchestrated soundtrack to it and I just think I'm, do any orchestrated cartoons exist these uh- days? I don't know, unless, unless I guess unless it's like a big feature length thing, like perhaps uh, Disney might do something like that. But yeah, for sure. For sure, but um, no, I don't think there's any like shorts or anything, I don't think. I have to have a look at that, but I don't think so. It blows it just... my mind that we had cartoons that had a full orchestra behind yeah. them. What a <laughs> lot of effort for a cartoon. I know. And they, have, they obviously wrote their own songs and stuff. Do you remember like these two, like the educational ones? There was one with uh, Yakko going around the world on like an atlas. Yes. Wacko's World, that's called. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, Hales. I had the CDs as well. <laughs> Did you? I the CD, that was brilliant. Oh, no, sorry. It's Yakko's World is the world one. And then yeah. Wacko's America is where he does all the states. All the states, yeah. And the capitals. It's so good because, like, quizzes nowadays, obviously, everybody's doing the quiz every five minutes. And, you know, we need. <laughs> we need... <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. And they, um, with the Animaniacs, they had their own spin offs, didn't they? So, obviously, Pinky in the Brain. Mm-hmm. brain. We, when me and Will were dating before we had kids and stuff, we used to go to the. There's a 24 hour Starbucks by the bay. Yeah. We used to go in there some nights. And they're always, every time we go in there, there'd always be this guy and you just have like a laptop out and like a radio and maps and things. And we always wanted to know what he was doing, but we didn't go up and ask. So we just called him Brain because we thought he was just going to take. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, oh, Brain's here tonight. Oh, yeah. What are we going to do tonight, Brain? So you do every night, Pinky. I don't know what other spin offs. Do you remember they did this thing, um, a little sketch they used to call Good Idea, Bad Idea? Yes. I, yeah. you know, weirdly, I still reference that because there's, there's like a GIF for it in Twitter. So Is I that... still use it as a thing. <laughs> I always remember this one Good Idea, throwing a penny in the well. Bad Idea, throwing a girl called Penny in the well. Yes. That's a really good one. They also had, I also quite like the Wheel of Morality. 
all right it, yeah. has, it was the wheel of morality turn 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 tell us the lesson that we should learn yeah. and then it, it was always something ridiculous like never put a brown hat into a whatever <laughs> and then they'd all go that's really deep that's really deep what oh that's incredible that's such great advice <laughs> They think that's what they're doing with the COVID fights now. They just like, <laughs> they've got their own wheel of morality. <laughs> yeah, just pick Wait, one. And uh, we all got to wear glasses now and a mask. Have you seen? Because oh, obviously they've got a new slogan now. This like hand is it hand face space? Are you seeing new one? Yeah. Have you seen the guy who's? I think oh, it's Greg Jenner. It's definitely it's Greg Jenner on Twitter who has put yeah. that to a gif of Mr Bean oh, when no. Mr Bean is on that dating show. And he gets picked and the, and the sliding door goes back and yeah. she goes over to hug him and he literally puts his hand in her face to push her away. <laughs> and yeah. they've just gone hand, face, face. Face, face. Oh, it's that... perfection. Because I haven't seen the COVID cartoon for a while. Is that the new advice? Is it so like hand, face? Yeah, apparently. Hand, hand, face, hand face, 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 woman, yeah. TV, man. <laughs> oh my God. We're not doomed, are we? We're not doomed. We're all fine. Don't worry about it. It's all okay. good. And and Ian, obviously, well-known scientist Kirsty Olsop has been on Twitter, te- see, yeah. telling us why we should all go back to work and prove our worth in offices. <laughs> I don't see the point in it because there was. Um, I don't watching... see the point in Kirsty Olsop. <laughs> no, um, but there was um, this thing on Jeremy Vine. The you know the TV show Jeremy Vine. He's got. He's on Channel Five after Milkshake. Is why we were. <laughs> That's good knowledge. It is, yeah. And um, he, they had this some guy on who he owns like a plumbing company, but this guy was zooming in from Mar- Marbella. So I'm really London when I say that, Marbella. 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 Um, and he was saying basically that if you don't want to go back to work, you should be sacked. It's like, oh. That's pretty much what Kirsty Allsop's yeah. take was. I know. But I don't, if you can work from home, work from home, isn't it? I don't see why. I honestly think things will change. Like, I mean, yes. we don't know how long this is going to go on for anyway. No. But I think because it's apparently like disabled people, for example, have been saying for the longest time, there are so many jobs I could do if I could do it from home. And employers have always gone, oh, no, it's too difficult. It's too difficult. We can't do it. Well, the fact that all of us now have to has kind of changed the game. It's like everybody's set up for home working. So I think that in the future, I do think there's going to be a lot more reliance on letting people work from home. Because I've got to be honest, I do so much more work in the house than I ever do in the office because it's less distraction. Oh, yeah, definitely. I know. It's not people I... going, do you want a cup of tea? Do you want a cup of tea? How about a biscuit? Did you love Island? Yeah, yeah. All the sort of water cooler stuff. If, yeah. if I want a biscuit, I'll go and get a biscuit and continue working. That's it. And you can get a pack of biscuits. So that <laughs> get a biscuit it's too. more time efficient if you just get a yeah. pack of biscuits. I used to live in mid Wales and um, used to travel a fair bit to get to work. Like I think my to my to the college I used to work at was about twenty odd miles, so it was a good mm. half hour drive, and it wasn't the best of roads and stuff. And they used to make us even if we weren't teaching, teaching, they used to make us come in to do like admin days and stuff. Yeah. And I said, oh, why can't we just you know work from home? I've got internet. I can get onto my physical, you know, remotely onto my computer at the at the desk. Why do I need to physically be in the office? Because hardly anybody was there anyway. And you just said twiddle your thumbs and. Mm. And they said, well, it's because people take the piss and some people are going, saying they were working and then going off to Af- Aberystwyth for the day and stuff. That's always been the issue, isn't it? The trust thing. That's it, yeah. But, I mean, surely they could, like, log in. So, okay, so you logged in at this time, you did some work here, and then, yeah. But it's, it's kind of like, I mean, gotcha. everything's pretty much tracked anyway, whether we like it or not. They know what time yeah. you're online or whatever. But 
quite aside from that, if you're not doing your work, that's going to come up at some point. Because you're it. going to be in a meeting and they're going to go, right, have you done this content for blah, blah? Have you written this letter? And you're yeah. going to go, no, I was twiddling my thumbs watching Netflix all day. <laughs> On TikTok, yeah. There's going to come a point when they're going to know. <laughs> That's it, exactly, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Husbands work from home tomorrow, luckily. Hmm. So I'll turn the kids into. <laughs> I feel like I haven't left the house for like four months. Bless you, no. Because really early on, like literally, in fairness to my, where I work, they literally just locked us all down and said, look, you're all, we're closing the office, you're all working from home. Um, so, f- and for the first few weeks, you couldn't get any like food delivery slots. So I was just like, I was tentatively going to Aldi in my mask and my gloves, like once a week. And then yeah. as soon as slots started opening up again, I was like, right, well, I don't need to leave the house now ever. Nope. I just, it's, literally, it's me and the dog. Um, oh. The furthest we go was like the back garden. <laughs> yeah. But I've, I've doubled with my parents now. So it was like, it was. Oh, it was nice. weirdly emotional because obviously I haven't seen anybody for so long. Yeah. And then when we sort of bubble together, my mother in classic my mother style, <laughs> I, I said, I text, send her a text to go, are you around if I come and bubble? And she said, oh, leave, leave it till four o'clock because I can finish this movie then. Yeah. Bear in mind, I haven't touched a human being for four months at that point. <laughs> so then when I went to go and see them, it was weirdly like strange just to give somebody a hug. Oh, yeah. And my dad said, he said, it's really, it's just hit me that you haven't touched another human being in four months. And I was like, I know, tell me about it. Why, yeah. do, why do you think the dog's like flinching every time I try and cuddle him? <laughs> oh, bless you. He's just like, leave me alone for God's sake. <laughs> no, we, we've been the opposite. My mum lives with me. Uh, obviously got the two kids and the husband. So we've been like oh, all in. Nice. So, yeah. So uh, it has been good. Uh, Will, because he's, he works in finance. He's the IT guy in the finance department. So he's seen as a key worker, mm. which I kind of like because it's like, oh, yeah, well, my, I would have. My husband worked. is a key worker. My husband is a key worker. <laughs> <laughs> like a doctor or whatever. But no, he just, he just faffs with the computers and then finance department. So <laughs> key worker. So he's been going out to work every day. So he's been absolutely loving this because he leaves me with the kids and nothing to do. So he couldn't do any of that from home, could he? Well, this is what I said. Yeah, the only reason he's got he's working from home tomorrow is because we've got um, an engineer coming out to look at the dish uh, dishwasher, the uh, tumble dryer, mm. and this engineer's been out two or three times now, and the problem still isn't resolved. So, Will, being Will, said, "Right, I will be there when he's there, and I will put some manly authority on this." Oh God! That <laughs> um, basically means he's going to go all camp and hide. Um, and I'll have to deal with him again. He's going to butch up. He's going to be like, "Right, mate, well, what, well, what yeah. seems to be the problem?" <laughs> he's probably on the droids now as we speak. Bless him. Um, <laughs> But that's the only reason. And they've let him said, yeah, okay, come on with this time. Um, but apparently he's something to do with he's needed on site, I guess, if like the printer doesn't work or something like that. Oh, but, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But still, it's a bit annoying because I'm there going like, because <laughs> there's no soft blades or anything and I can't just let him loose in a park, like, you know, like a swingy type park, you know. So Can I send him up to Ascot Racecourse? Who's that? My, my, the kids or the husband? Or yeah, both? the husband. Because yeah. um, it was my brother-in-law's birthday in... I- God, was it beginning of July, end of June, beginning of July? Yeah. And I ordered him some Ascot vouchers and oh. they said absolutely nothing. You can just buy them. They, they still say nothing now. There's no like warning. And okay. they didn't arrive after a week. So I sent them a message to say, was any sign of these? Because it's been over a week. And they were like, oh, well, we can't get into the office where the printer is because of COVID. So we'll just do them when we can. <laughs> it's August now. Get someone in to fix games oh. for your printer. 
sure you could just print it from something good. It's bizarre. Because, but the worst thing is, it's like I was getting quite shirty with them because I thought, right, I work in communications, mate. And the first thing I have done when obviously all the COVID kicked off is stuff that's stopped because of COVID. We yeah. have obviously said we can't do X, Y, Z because of COVID. Yeah. yeah. And like there's literally, we've got the same situation where we couldn't get into printers to print out checks to people. Mm. So while we worked on an alternative, obviously messaging went out to say we can't get into print off checks. Yeah. That's it. And it's all it takes, isn't it? It's like a little like text message or whatever. Yeah. And I felt like going, your ascot, you've got so much money behind you. You're telling me you can't put a sign on your website. <laughs> well, they get something to do that for them, darling. And oh, obviously... Honestly. Well, the best thing about the ascot <laughs> thing, though, is that when I ordered them, their, their like, checkout process is so pompous. I thought I have to have fun with this. So oh, yeah. they had, like you have to select a drop down for your title. And obviously it's got Mr, Mrs, whatever. And it's just, it scrolls on for ages. Oh, it's yeah. like Lord, Lady, whatever. So I am the right honourable Jenny Smith. <laughs> which slightly backfired when I had to complain to them because then I then had to keep up the charade that I was the right honourable. <laughs> I'm awfully distraught at the fact that you haven't posted out my vouchers yet. What's going on, old boy? <laughs> I should have to do that next time I have something like reverent or something just be on there like, you what, blood? You ain't put on my prison stuff. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we've all got to keep ourselves entertained somehow. And if it's oh, trolling gosh. ascot race course, so be it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> so um, I asked people to write in. Send us write in. Send us so postcards. You're thinking 90s kids shows now, that's why. It is, yeah. Oh, from, um, uh, from the works. I love the works. Um, I saw a Blue Peter makes book thingy for like three quid. So I bought that because I've always wanted to, I always wanted to be a Blue Peter presenter, but it's never <laughs> so, You can do it on Twitch now, Hales. I probably could. I'll yeah. help you get set up if you want to pretend to be a Blue Peter presenter. Yeah, I have to get a dodgy, a dodgy jumper and a collie and <laughs> I always want to do it, apart from the jumping out of planes bit, I would do it, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'll try, but it looks complicated and they've got how, you, you know how they made, like in the 70s or whatever, they made the Tracy Island from Thunderbirds. I was literally about to say the Tracy Island from Thunderbirds. So I'm thinking I'll have to try and collect things and try and make one, but the kids probably don't know who Thunderbirds are, so I'll have to introduce that first, otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Show them a couple of episodes and go, right, we're going to build this. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that would take an afternoon. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what was I saying before that? Sorry. You went so, yeah, to the works? I, yeah, I went to work. So yeah, I bought that thing. But I was asking, yeah, writing in that was it. Yeah, I was right. Ask people to say what were their pet peeves. So would you like to tell us what your pet peeve oh, is? Oh, right. I have given this a lot of thought, right? Because a, a pet peeve can't be anything too serious, right? So it can't be people no. going out in masks, not without masks. Yeah. Um, so, right, my pet peeve is drive-by dog petters, right? Yeah. And the good thing about COVID, which is admittedly a strange way to start a conversation, <laughs> is um, the fact that this has cut down this habit a little bit. But somebody did do it to me yesterday, no way. and I wanted to punch him in the face. <laughs> but he's my next-door neighbour, so I thought it might be awkward. Um, right. Basically, it's people, when you're out walking the dog people will do this thing where they just like drift past you like some sort of ethereal spirit and they yeah. will pet your dog without yeah. speaking to you or asking any sort of permission yeah like i consider it, it must be like how pregnant women feel where they feel like they're like um public property like everyone can come and touch their bump yeah i'm out there i feel like everyone feels like they can touch my dog yeah <laughs> and i'm just like 
No, no. If you want to touch the dog, you ask me if you can pet the dog. You t- and oh yeah, because my absolute favourite, right, is one guy. And again, pre-COVID, because people were mental, it turns out. Um, he walked past, and he he was going. He went all right. And I and I looked up because I was stood there looking at my phone, playing Pokemon Go. I'm not going to lie to you. And I looked up, and I went, "Yeah, all right." And he went, "I was talking to your dog, not you." Oh my god! And I was like, "Did you expect him to answer back, or what?" <laughs> they're just so rude hails i know do you um do you find you talk like people talk to like say talking to your dog they do this to my kids now so they go up to like charlotte go oh hello what's your name and this is before charlotte could like speak or you know what's your name then and then you go oh her name is charlotte oh hello charlotte and how old are you um she's she's two years old oh two years old and is that your little pet cat that you're carrying yes oh my uh, the god cat- do they start these conversations before talking to you as well? Do they just immediately go, hello, what's your name? Yeah, they don't, they don't even recognise you. are not there. You're just like the um, servants that we say. Yeah, they don't even recognise you. Basically, yeah, they just go straight for your child and whatnot. Yeah, people are insane. I, just, I cannot imagine going up to somebody and just talking to their child or their dog. Yeah, I know. Well, like I always teach the kids, like um, if you see a dog in... You know, you think, oh, this nice dog, I wouldn't mind having a little talk to it or stroke to it. You know, you must ask because if it's mm. like a rescue dog, it's like, you know, how they have issues. It could be a working dog. You know, there's so many things that you can't just go up to a dog and just pet it because you could have your, literally could have your hand ripped off. <laughs> exactly. You've got no idea what that dog's history is. Like, exactly, in fairness yeah. to mine, he's like, he's a bit skittish and he is a bit nervy. But yeah he will also put up with anything so even if someone is upsetting him he'll pretty much just stand there and take it but not all dogs are like that oh no no that's it like i normally have to step in to say look you're making him uncomfortable (laughs) bugger off also you didn't even say hi to me so get away from my dog (laughs) it's almost like that thing um like that consent thing isn't it almost you know with the dogs yeah they don't want yeah do they? Um, do they? People even hold up their hands in front of the dog's nose? They sniff kind no, of thing. No, no, none of that. None of the stuff they teach you when you're a kid, where they say if you're going to approach any dog, you should do it this way, and so they can get used to smell and all the rest of it. Yeah. None of that. It's just like smack your hand on the dog's head. <laughs> oh, Jesus, it's, I feel like I'm being like happy slapped. Yeah. Oh, what's, what's the one of people? Because I, I dog walk as well, and um, I walk with this dog. He's an absolutely gorgeous dog, Hooch. Uh, he's like sort of a husky alsatian you say cujo a uh, hooch oh hooch. <laughs> the dog's called cujo is it is he i might i might call my dog cujo in public and see if that helps yeah. oh but people always ask like oh how old is it what breed he is and again you, you don't get anything and then they're like i also exist can you ask me what breed i am yeah yeah <laughs> also hi to me i guess hi to me yeah <laughs> And there's always gonna be the same questions like how old, what breed. Yeah. Oh, he's a big dog, isn't he? He's a big boy. Yeah. Is he rescue? Where did you get him from? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I had a dog once, really. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I used to keep whippets. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Have you got them now? Can I meet them? <laughs> now I had them taxidermied. What <laughs> In the hallway. Oh God. They're still with me. They're, They're still... just in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's just cardiff i don't know maybe it is yeah, <laughs> it's just the people i meet in cardiff <laughs> i once got chatted up by oh bless him he was um he said he was homeless but i'm not quite sure if he was true on that but basically did you think that was a line <laughs> i think 
I don't know because I think he was working with he was with like his uh, care worker wherever, and he was talking to talking to the dog and saying like, "Oh, you're beautiful as well." I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Oh, what? hello, hello. Yeah, I've never been chatted up for like five years, and when I do, it's you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> I've been chatted up for five years, and when I do, it's someone comparing me to a dog. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, any um so what where are you next then obviously living room kitchen or whatever but like yeah basically staying in this house forever um yeah yeah, so i'm spending a lot of time on twitch which is twitch.tv slash jensmithcomedy but that is going to change to match my youtube name very shortly so my youtube name is jenegade master okay which i find funny (laughs) that's great um so mainly Twitch and YouTube. I'm on Twitter Jen- and Instagram, Facebook, Jen Smith Comedy, basically everywhere. Okay. Because I wanted to make it easy for people. Um, yeah. Come and come and chat to me. Come say hi. I come come see me on stream and we can have a natter. Because I'm, I'm very active with my Twitch chatters. I'm not one of these tw- Twitch zombies where I just stare at a game. I will chat to people and have a laugh. Oh, cool. The other, the other day I coined the word conglomination because I turns out I can't speak English anymore. So I'm considering making it an emote for people who subscribe. <laughs> conglomination. Oh, I know the feeling about not being to speak English. I sort of, I think I talk in a weird like Wenglish sort of toddlery language. It's my, my um, kids call um, chicken nuggets mini minis. Oh. So we went to McDonald's the other day driving. I was like, hi, can I have a mini, 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 like I'm saying, a mini, mini happy meal, please? And the bloke was like, you what? A mini, um, mini happy meal. <laughs> and my boy calls, because he, he likes the burgers now, he doesn't call it like a burger happy meal, he calls it a burger king. So he's there out the window going, I want a burger king. <laughs> <laughs> I think legally McDonald's aren't allowed to serve you if you call it a burger king. Are they not? No, is it like an oath or something? You have to like go and like rinse your mouth out with soap or something yeah you've got to like appease the gods if you ask for a burger king in mcdonald's yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, any closing thoughts on on the animaniacs uh, it's brilliant thank you for choosing that one that's featured me up so so much you have no idea oh good i'm so yeah. glad it's, it's one of those things that i just return to again and again and it's like you know the reason i still remember that particular episode word for word is just that i consider it the most efficient use of comedy that I yeah. think I've ever seen. I mean, that's eight minutes, that episode. And mm-hmm. so much happens in it. And it's an entire story. And it's funny. And, it, like, bits of it still make me laugh now. Yeah. And it just, it blows my mind that however long ago that was out. That's and it, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's, it's stuck with me. And it, I think it's it's nice that we've got these little things that we can look back on. And I know it's nostalgia and all the rest of it that comes to play in it. But it's just nice that we've got these things we can watch and, you know, we've got shared memories of and shared experiences, even though we didn't know each other back then, you know? No, we didn't, no. No, just to think you could be watching the same, you could be watching it at the same time I was watching it. Yeah, we're both both toddling home from school, innocently, sitting down to watch Animaniacs. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Oh, they they didn't get out of the lift, did they? We didn't see the end of that. Well, I saw the end, obviously, saw the end of the episode, (laughs) but um, the maintenance guys finally come down, get the jaws of life, open it, and then one of them kicks the jaws of life. Big Ed. Big Ed's a big guy. Big Ed is inevitably going to knock the jaws of life. (laughs) And then the maintenance guy goes, do you want to hear a joke? And you just hear Dr. Scratch and Sniff. But by the way, the name... Max. Knock, knock, who's there? Max. Max who? Max want to come in and go crazy. It is not even funny. Because it doesn't make any sense. It would if you know Max. (laughs) 
And the fact that Big Ed knows him is just such a beautiful callback. It's definitely. It's so good. So good, writers. Awesome. Okay, so um, I'll say ta-ta for now. And thank you, Jen, and hope to see you soon. Hope to see you soon, Hales. Hopefully back on the open mic circuit. Hopefully soon. See you soon. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thank you very much, Jen Smith, for being my guest this week. Don't forget, you can catch Jen on all the socials. It's Jen Smith Comedy. And don't forget, she's on Twitch at Jen Smith Comedy. And don't forget, you can also follow us at Your Mama Papa So on Instagram. Thanks, everyone, and see you all next week. Bye. Karen's final statement. She knew the power of her mind and so programmed it for success. And whatever you decide to do, make sure it makes you happy. Unless the thing you decide to do is serial killing in which do not do that ever. <laughs>